yeah, it's a bonus. Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. Born the Battle, brought to you by the Department of Veterans Affairs, the podcast that focuses on inspiring veteran stories and puts a highlight on important resources, offices, and benefits for our veterans. I am your host, Marine Corps veteran Tanner Iskra. Y'all got a bonus episode this week. Why? Simply put, it's a hard time for many. And I learned some information that could possibly help you keep your home. So I wanted to get it out as soon as I could. If you have a federally backed loan, meaning a VA, FHA, USDA, etc. loan, a federally backed loan, and are having difficulty paying your mortgage due to the coronavirus pandemic, deadlines are approaching to apply for CARES Act forbearance or foreclosure assistance. And I recently talked to two directors within the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Jim Rice is an Army veteran and the Assistant Director of Service Member Affairs at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And Mark McArdle is the Assistant Director of Mortgage Markets for the CFPB. They broke down every question I had about forbearance and even dispelled some apparent myths I had about the program. What isn't a myth is that these protections are soon coming to an end. So without further ado, here is the conversation that I had with Jim and Mark. Enjoy. First of all, how does a medical corps service officer, uh, someone who's commanded medical troops at every level, platoon, brigade, uh, in combat, uh, how do you how did you get into the current business that you're in as the director of the service member affairs here at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau? Well, as you mentioned, I served. I was fortunate enough to serve for 30 years, a little over 30 years, as an Army Medical Service Corps officer, and and was fortunate enough to lead at a variety of levels. Uh, at every one of those levels, uh, a number of soldiers in each of those commands would have financial challenges. Mm. Either they would, or their family members. And in the Office of Service Member Affairs, we were responsible for developing and implementing initiatives that help to educate and empower service members and their families to make better informed decisions regarding consumer financial products and services. Yeah. So I think what I bring is that that experience of more than 30 years in the Army Medical Department, uh, but the Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marine Corps, uh, those soldiers, sailors, and airmen and their families have similar challenges. So I think I bring that experience, uh, that, that background as a veteran, uh, and, and help develop those tools. Sure. Uh, I, I guess less of a, as much of a, you know, I, I guess I'm, what I'm more interested in is what was the process of getting there? How did, how did that transition happen for you? It, it actually wasn't a direct transition from when I retired from the military. I, I spent uh, about six years at the Department of Health and Human Services. So you may may see that as more of a more natural transition. Yeah. Uh, I worked in the Office of Medicare Hearings and Appeals. Uh, in, in a variety of administrative positions there. Uh, and I was interested, I've been interested in coming to the Bureau for a long time. Uh, I think that skill set uh, that I, I bring as a veteran and as a, as a leader through the service uh, in understanding those challenges, I think it's a natural fit and helping to address those issues that are uh, so important to service members and their families. Gotcha. Yeah. One thing that we always talk about here on Born the Battle is is that military transition and just how people get from from leaving service to the, to the current position that they're in. So just just curious about that. Just seeing how how that went. That's that's very good. Very good. 
Um, and Mark, you're the assistant director for the Office of Mortgage Markets for CFPB. And you've had extensive, from what I read in your bio, you've had extensive experience in relief programs like uh, the Department of Treasury's their Troubled Asset Relief Program, TARP. Uh, home, you were the Home Ownership Preservation Officer, director of the Hardest Hit Fund and, and others. Uh, like I said in the opening that you're not going to hear that I actually said in the opening monologue. Uh, it seems like this is the team between you and Jim that, you know, you're the team that's going to handle something like homeowner protection in, in support of a hundred year pandemic. How did those roles, how did those earlier roles prepare you for executing the forbearance protection that's provided in the CARES Act? Well, at Treasury, when we were running the homeownership preservation office, we were facing a historic housing crisis. Folks were underwater on their homes. They owed, owed more than the house was worth. There yeah. were millions of borrowers having trouble paying their mortgage. Uh, the TARP program created programs like the Home Affordable Modification Program and other programs to help folks you know, stay in their homes during that crisis. And uh, that we thought was going to be a once in a lifetime crisis. Yeah. Out, here we are again with another pandemic related, you know, a crisis that's driving folks to, to, to have some issues paying the mortgage. So I believe that experience helped shape and, and prepare me for this one. So I think we are, we are in a better place. You know, a lot of homeowners are in a better place than they were in 2008. We don't have the same types of loans out there. Folks, have more equity in their homes. So we're in many ways in a better position than we were back then. Well, that's good to hear. Um, well, I really appreciate both of you for coming on and, and frankly, you know, being introduced to someone within the, within the consumer financial protection bureau who can talk about these forbearances and how they affect government backed loans, like VA loans. Um, I knew personally, I knew forbearance was an option, but I didn't, I honestly knew nothing about it. And And when I reached out to the VA loan team, because I wanted someone to come on and talk about Earl's because rates are at historic lows. And I know many veteran homeowners are getting spanned with all kinds of offers about Earl's. Um, so I wanted to go through that wink, wink VA loan guarantee service hit me up. Uh, but they kind of threw me another subject, which is quite frankly, your office and forbearances right now. Uh, it, it's, it's a little late to talk about, but we're not too late, right? No, there's still time for folks to enter into forbearance. And many folks are, you know, if they have had financial difficulties related to COVID-19, there's lots of options available for them. Uh, they were, you know, for, first of all, like me, for those that heard it in the news and were like, cool, but I don't know what that word is. And I'm not going to learn it because I'm not really in that, that position right now. Uh, you know, some of those are now, now having to do, um, due to updated circumstances in their lives, uh, they're having to understand, they're having to have to understand what forbearance is. Can you either... Can you define either what a forbearance is? It's it's not forgiveness, right? That's correct. A forbearance is when your mortgage servicer or lender allows you to pause or suspend or perhaps reduce your mortgage payments for a limited period of time while you regain your financial footing. So you don't have to make payments for a period of time, but eventually at some point in the, the, the course of your mortgage, you will have to pay the missed payments back. Tracking. Okay. Um, now, do you have to pay it all at the end of the forbearance period? Uh, if you have a federally backed loan, and even if you don't, most servicers and lenders have options that you can delay or defer the payments until the end of the mortgage, for example, or you can, there are options around modifications and other things. So you do not, in most cases, ever have to pay the loan, the, the missed payments back all at once when your forbearance ends. Okay. Is that somewhere in the, in the CARES Act law that, that, that they don't have to, that they're not going to ask for a lump sum? It is for federally backed loans. 
Okay. Um, most of the, the agencies involved, including VA, have, have issued guidance to that effect. When you guys talk about uh, federally backed loans, like I know VA loan, FHA loans, because uh, some veterans may not may not have the VA loan. Maybe they have another federally backed loan. What are all the federally backed loans that, that this covers? So this covers VA loans, a GSE loan, which is either Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, okay. tax your loan, which is about half of all mortgages, FHA, the Federal Housing Administration, and USDA. So those five agencies together compromise a little bit more than 70% of all mortgages out there. Very good. Very good. Um, you know, you, we, we were talking about uh, not having to pay it all back in one lump sum. Um, but since you're you're carrying over a larger overall balance for longer, will that affect the overall balance due to the interest? So, no. In most cases, you, you just pay the missed payments that you would have paid anyway, including the interest you would have paid at the end. Okay. So there, there's no added interest or penalties or fees. It is just the payments you would have made, you make at a later time. Gotcha. One piece of advice I'd give folks is make sure you talk to your lender both before you get in there. And then when you uh, start the forbearance, it's important to keep in touch with your lender. And when we're talking sure, about, sure. when we're talking about the lender, we're talking about like that's Navy Fed or your bank. It's not VA or CFPB or USDA, right? We're talking about the lender. Correct. The, the person you pay your mortgage payments to every month. Yep. Yep. Um, now you have a right to request a forbearance for 180 days, right? With an extension for 180 days. That's correct. The CARES Act requires that all federally backed loans offer a forbearance period of up to 180 days. And then at the borrower's request and only upon the borrower's request, they can be eligible for another 180 days. So that's a total of a year's worth of forbearance. Wow. Um, now this podcast is dropping in January. Is, Is that too late in the game to request either of these for any federally backed loan except for VA loans? So some of the, the other agencies have deadlines, the FHA and USDA have deadlines of December 31st, but they are working actively to extend that deadline right now. And okay. VA does not have a de- their deadline is April 1st. Okay. So if you got a VA loan, you got till April 1st to request a forbearance for 180 days. Correct. And that's for the initial time, not for, not for just the extension. Correct. Okay, great. So I just, and I'm, and I'm getting this information from one of your videos that I saw online on YouTube, which was very well produced by the way. Um, no fees, no interest added to your account. Um, does that mean no no penalty interest, right? So like regular interest accrues, similar to the federal student loan deferment where you can you can stop payment, but the loan you the longer you defer, the more interest you accrue, or how does that work? No, so just does the payments you miss, you'll you'll pay back the regularly scheduled interest. There's no added interest. It doesn't, you know, so yes, your balance will go up by the, the amount of the payments you missed, but there's no added payments missed. It's just the payments you would have made before. Okay. So sometimes your, your monthly payment might go up because you're paying, you're trying to pay back that, that 180 days or a year's worth. Um, or you can pay at the end. It just depends on the loan, right? It just depends on the lender. At the end of your loan, you should talk to your, your servicer or the person you pay your mortgage to, and they're going to walk you through options. And you, you could, if you wanted to pay it all back at once, but that's never required. Sure. You could do a repayment plan where you, you pay it back over a period of time. There'll be options where you can do what they call a for a VA loan, a partial claim where the missed payments are moved to the end of the mortgage and you don't have to pay that back until you refinance or sell your home. Wow. And then there'll be modification options, which can do things like extend your term. And that's another way to pay for the missed payments. And your servicer will walk you through each of these options when you, you are ready to exit forbearance. And, yeah. and that's why it's important, going back to Mark's earlier point, that the veteran keeps up with their servicer along the way uh, to to ensure that they're getting the best option that works for them. 
Very good. Very good. Correct. Now, uh, talking about applying for forbearance, uh, other than stating that, hey, COVID has put me in a spot, uh, you're not really required anything more to provide your lender, right? Correct. Yeah, correct. There is no added documentation. Your service, you just have to say your your hardship is related to COVID-19, and that's all that's required to enter into a COVID-19 forbearance with the federally backed agencies. And they sh- should not be asking you for additional documentation. Have you heard of any instances where, where banks have asked for a- additional documentation and you guys have had to step in or someone's had to step in? So if you run into that, we encourage your your listeners to, to there's a complaint line on consumerfinance.gov slash housing, and you can submit a complaint about your, your servicer. And that's something we will look into. So we track and list, follow those complaints very closely. So if, if you're having a hard time with your, your servicer, please, we encourage you to visit that website and submit a complaint. It's a very easy form to fill out. Gotcha. Very good. Very good. Is there anything else that veterans should be aware of while they're in forbearance? So it's a good idea to, to monitor your credit while you're in forbearance to make sure nothing else is going on. It's also a very good idea to keep track of the time. So when you're getting close to six months, you'll have to reach out to your, if your servicer haven't reached out to you, you should reach out to your servicer because that second 180 days, if you need it, is not automatic. You have to request an extension and you could drop out of forbearance if you don't talk to your servicer. So I think one theme you'll hear throughout this podcast is, is that talk to your servicer. You should not, you know, you know, make sure you, that communication line is open. Gotcha. After the forbearance has ended, say I've already used up my 180 days and I've already used the extension. Now what? Is it is it up to the lender? Are there any other options? What 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 possibilities could happen after that? So as I alluded to earlier, there'll be a number of options that your your servicer will walk you through. Uh, reinstatement is what they call the paying it all back at once. A repayment plan is what they call that paying back over time where your payment goes up a little bit. There will be loan modification options, including streamlined modifications and other modifications that allow you to sort of reduce your payment if you need that. And others that sort of extend your loan by a certain period of time. And then finally, there's a a special deferment program that VA has rolled out and other agencies have as well, which allow you to move the missed payments to the end. And like I said, when you refi or you sell your home, that's when that is paid off with the proceeds. Gotcha. So there's a number of options. Your servicer will walk you through and find the one that's most appropriate for you. Gotcha. Moving it to the end is something uh, is something new that I've heard. You know, I, I remember people were talking about the end, at the beginning of the, when all this started, um, but I didn't know it actually went into effect. That's kind of cool to hear. Yeah, it's a great option for homeowners. Now, I'm sure you get this question a lot, gentlemen. Uh, does the CARES Act forbearance affect my credit score? So the CARES Act has actually very specific requirements about how it's supposed to be reported. If you are current going into a CARES Act forbearance, you will be continue to be reported as current. If you are delinquent going into a CARES Act forbearance, they'll report the same level of delinquency, so it won't get bigger during the CARES Act forbearance. Gotcha. So the CARES Act is quite clear about uh, how you're treated during the CARES Act forbearance. So it's pretty even across the board. If if you're if you're at a certain you know if you're current, you're current. If you're not. It, like you said, it doesn't dig you into a deeper hole, right? It doesn't dig you into a deeper hole. That's correct. But yeah. then you, it's also important to work with your servicer at the end then to address the, the payments that you missed. Absolutely. Now, I know, gentlemen, you're not in VA, but you deal with uh, the VA loan policy all the time. Do you know any other protections that the VA loan could offer? I think you alluded to one already. 
Well, one thing that's in place for almost all the federally backed loans is a foreclosure moratorium. Right now, that lasts to the end of the of the year, 12-31-2020, which is already passed at this point, but they're all working to extend it. Okay. The, the GSEs, for instance, have already extended that to the end of January, if not longer. They said at least January 31st, 2021. Gotcha. Now, gentlemen, you are consumer financial protection. Have you guys seen any issues recently with borrowers trying to ask for forbearance from lenders uh, and is there anything that can borrowers do to protect themselves? So I think the most important thing a, a borrower can do is to learn about what's going, what they're going to be going through, to go to the consumerfinance.gov slash housing and read up about how it's supposed to work and to make sure if they are getting answers they don't expect, if their servicer is requiring a lump sum payment or something that, that, that is out of the ordinary, that they, they, they report that to us through our complaint function. Taking that one step further, when, when that doesn't work, and, and maybe this is your follow-on question, uh, when, when they've got complaints about how the system works, uh, one of the, the, the Dodd-Frank Act calls for the Office of Service Member Affairs to do is to coordinate uh, across the Bureau in order to monitor complaints by service members and their families and respond to those complaints uh, by the Bureau or coordinate with another federal or state agency to, to, to make that response. And uh, our internal complaint data shows about a 10% increase in mortgage complaints from military consumers compared to the same time a year ago. Okay. Uh, and while we don't we don't track that specifically against forbearance, uh, you know, so it's hard to say whether that complaint spike is related to forbearance. How does something like that play out? Say there's a mortgage. Say you want to make a mortgage complaint. Well, as far as VA borrowers protecting themselves. Uh, Mark talked about, we always recommend that they first try to resolve that matter themselves with the servicer. But the complaint system is there for those times where veterans can't get an answer to their problem. Uh, so the, the Bureau collects, investigates, and responds to numerous consumer complaints. In fact, the Bureau-wide, we've handled more than 2.4 million complaints Wow, uh, of all types. So not, not, unique, not unique to service member, uh, but... Um, so more than 5,000 financial companies have responded through the complaint process of the Bureau and provided timely responses to uh, about 97% of those, uh, of those complaints. Uh, so when consumers have an issue with a financial product or service, they can find helpful consumer tools. We talked about the consumerfinance.gov. Uh, or, or they can contact us. Uh, the Bureau's complaint form also requires consumers to affirm that the information provided in their complaint is true to the best of their knowledge. And, and of course, we would get that uh, and forward those complaints to the company that they've identified uh, through a secure company portal. And we work with the company to get that consumer response. During the CARES Act, what's been the most, you guys got like a, a story of, of maybe one complaint, like a, a successful story of like, hey, this is what the, the the borrower actually ran into when I say borrower, the person that's borrowing the mortgage uh, ran into and, and the CFPB was able to step in and say, hey, that's that's not right, according to the CARES Act and and got that resolved. You guys got anything specific of something you guys have seen? Yeah, this is Jim. I, I, I don't have a specific one to share with the, with the audience at this point. Uh, OK, often I think you'll find that as soon as the complaint is made, that often the situation gets better. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So we've discussed a lot um, other than, you know, replaying this conversation over and over, uh, you know, for, for the veterans that will be listening to this episode, uh, which my podcast analytics don't mind. Uh, where else can can veterans find this information? I know you guys mentioned a website. 
Uh, and I also did see you guys do have some pretty good material on YouTube uh, that you guys produced, some videos that you guys produced way back in April about the CARES Act. Uh, real quick, plug uh, plug where you got where they where the veteran can find the information. Yeah, consumerfinance.gov slash housing, I think is, is a really good site. It was worked in coordination with other federal agencies, um, all working together to get that, to, to get the right information for the customer, whether they're a, a service member, veteran, uh, or, or across the general population, uh, consumerfinance.gov slash housing is a, is a great location to get the information. And we've recently updated it. So there's going to be new videos there about what to do once you're in forbearance, about how to, to start forbearance and how to exit forbearance. There's also a new consumer guide about facts about forbearance that folks can use to arm themselves. And all of this is available in multiple languages, just besides English as well. Outstanding. Uh, Jim, Mark, uh, final thoughts. Is there is there anything else that, that we didn't discuss or I didn't bring up? Heck, anything that you want to reinforce uh, that you want to share? But it's just an opportunity, and because I, I think it's important for this audience that uh, just last month we published a research report on debt and delinquency after military service. And it looks at the use of credit by the service members and some of the challenges that they have in that first year after they transition. Uh, uh, that, that report's available at the CFPB website uh, and you know, happy to share that uh, for folks who want to reach out. Very good. The, the most important thing I would say is just not to, sometimes when you're faced with financial difficulties, it's easy to do nothing to sort of not answer the phone, to duck the calls. It's important to reach out Ask your servicer, ask a HUD approved housing counselor for help, get information yourself, learn about your options. Uh, uh, taking action is the, the, the best thing you can do to protect your home. Right. And, and Mark hit it a couple of times. It's monitor the loan while it's in forbearance, work with your mortgage servicer, and keep an eye on your credit score. Thank you to Jim and Mark for coming on Born the Battle. Again, the website they kept referencing was consumerfinance.gov forward slash housing. And over there, there are a lot of resources on this topic. Again, the forbearance request cutoff date for VA home loans is April 1st. And since that conversation, as it was done over the holidays, some other federally backed mortgages did get extended until February 28th. Bottom line, if you're facing financial hardships, you should ask for the forbearance immediately so you don't lose that right. That's all I got for this bonus episode of Born the Battle. As always, if you like this episode, if you like uh, this podcast, hit the subscribe button on your podcatcher of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, pretty much any podcatching app known to phone, computer, tablet, or man. And don't forget to write a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, writing those reviews, hitting that rating does push us up in the algorithms. For more stories on veterans and veteran benefits, check out our website, blogs.va.gov, and follow the VA on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, RallyPoint, Pinterest, LinkedIn, DEPT Vet Affairs, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. No matter the social media, you can always find us with that blue check mark. As always, the Department of Veterans Affairs does not endorse or officially sanction any entities that may be discussed in this podcast, nor any media products or services they may provide outside of the government. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you right here next week. Take care. We gotta get them one way or the other. Machine gun. Firefight, bullets fly, day and night rain. Simplify, do it down, mother king.